remind you about our giving. I'm so thankful that we keep giving and keep going on. The easiest way that we have found is through your cell phones online to give. It's so easy to just click things. And even though sometimes we don't want to do it that way, we can still go the old-fashioned way, which is fine. However you want to do it, but God loves a cheerful giver, doesn't he? I have also learned that if you give, it shall be given unto you. Yeah. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. Um, one thing, and I'll, I'll, I won't get into my political, I'll, I'll get on my political soapbox, but there is some companies and still some stores and stuff that are not open for business. But this place is open for business. This altar is open for business today. It always has been. We can make it a uh, kind of a Black Friday thing, and everybody wants to be the first one in line because <laughs> I got to get that 60-inch TV <laughs> or whatever the item is. But you don't have to do that with the Lord, but it's good to be the first one in line. Praise God. So good that you're with us today. If you have your Bibles or your devices or you want to look up on the screen, praise God. John, the ninth chapter. I have my, uh, my regular Bible. This whole chapter is highlighted in my, in my Bible. This whole chapter is about one incident in one guy's life. The whole chapter. So we're going to look into it a little bit, okay? <clears throat> John, the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 7. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. His disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Kind of a crazy question, isn't it? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Night comes when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Can you say amen to that? Amen. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Shalom, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Praise God. And with the help of the Lord, I want to preach for a few minutes on every step is a blessing. Tell your neighbor every step's a blessing. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Every step is a blessing. Have you ever been in a situation in your life where you're kind of afraid to take a step because you don't know where, it's, where you're going? And I'm not talking about physically walking. I'm talking about spiritual stuff. Every step's a blessing. The devil will tell you and the enemy of your soul will tell you when he comes against you that you don't need to take that step, Raj. You don't need to do that. You don't need to believe. You don't need to trust God because uh, it's not going to happen anyway. He'll pile all the guilt on you. He'll pile all the stuff on you because he doesn't want you to pray. He surely doesn't want you to attend church because of that COVID stuff. Yeah. He, he really doesn't want you to even worship the Lord. He doesn't want you to acknowledge God in anything. He wants you to kind of retreat and draw back and just stay safe in my little closet or wherever I'm at because we're fearful to take a step. But I'm here to tell you there's God that's here this morning. <clears throat> he goes before us, doesn't he? Praise God. Every step's a blessing. <clears throat> Let's go to the book of Acts, the 17th chapter of the book of Acts for a few verses also. Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill, and he said, Ye men of Athens, 
I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. You ever played that game? You're walking home from school. Of course, some of you kids don't know what that's like. All you do is walk to the bus stop. We walk through, we walk through all kinds of stuff on the way home from school. How many are with me? All the old timers. That's okay. It's fun because I get to explain to these young generations what it is like to walk to school <clears throat> in, in waist-high snow. It's 40 below zero, and you're doing one of those Mapo commercials, you know. <laughs> they have all the, you guys don't get that either. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, the superstitious thing was, you know, you step on a crack, you break your mother's back, all that kind of junk. So you had a, you guys never heard of that? All right. <clears throat> Paul said, I see you guys are too superstitious. When you're that way, you, you can't, you can't do anything. It's hard to live like that, isn't it? Isn't it nice to live that God's going to, uh, he's got everything under control and, you know, it's just where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and you just kind of live in freedom and stuff and keep trusting the Lord. That's great life, isn't it? It's good. He said, I perceive you too superstitious for I passed by. I beheld your devotions and I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him I declare unto you. God that made the world, amen to that, and all the things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. You know, I'm so glad that every time I get a chance, I'm going to give God the credit of making everything because he's so big and he's so mighty and he's so great and he is a way maker that no matter what comes in my life, I know he can handle it. Are you kidding me? This God that spoke the worlds into existence, that made something out of nothing, and the devil tells you we're in a situation that you can't, you just can't get your way out, and he's there for you, and he can't fix it? He can fix it, Amen. Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life, amen, and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed in the bounds of their inhabitation. That sounds like God's got everything under control and wrapped all up. But here's what I want to get to that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Do you feel the presence of the Lord in here? He's not far from you. I'm so glad I don't have to go through a bunch of superstitious ritual things. I'm glad I don't have to paint something on the floor of my house or put it on the gable ends of my driveway or whatever. I'm glad I don't have to do all kinds of things. All i got to do is whisper his name. All I've got to do is bow before. All i got to do is call on his mighty name, and he's right there because he's not far. Verse 28, for in him we live and we move, and we have our very being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are his offspring. Amen to that. Amen. Well, there's a building that is built over in Dubai, which is called the Burj Khalifa. How many ever heard of that? A couple of us. Where's Brother Khan? He's heard of that. The Burj Khalifa stands at the world record of the highest skyscraper in the world of uh, 2,722 feet. That's pretty big, way big. Holds many records, 163 floors in this building and has the highest floor that's being inhabited by 100 in, uh, on the 160th floor. 
take me to the 160th floor. Can you imagine getting on that elevator? There's 160 buttons. And then you get one kid that pushes every one of them. What? It does have the longest elevator travel distance. It takes, what, 22 minutes to get to the, from the bottom to the top? It's a long time. But, Brother Andy, here's, here's the reason why I threw this into this message today. It has 2,909 steps. What? You want to take the elevator? No, I'll take the steps. What? 2,909 steps. That's up to the, uh, <coughs> the tower there. The total number of stairs, we have said the level 160 of the Burj Khalifa is 2,909. To climb it even higher, ladders get involved to get up to the, the very top. The fastest time to climb the stairs of the Burj Khalifa Tower is 6 hours, 13 minutes, and 55 seconds. was achieved by Alan Roberts of France in 2011. Six hours. He probably ran up the stairs a little bit. I sure wouldn't. Let's say every step is a blessing. Every step is a blessing. If you're going to do God's thing that God wants you to do, you must remember this out of this message that every step you take towards God is a blessing in your life. We're not falling down. We're not falling behind. We're not doing any of that. We have to understand that everything God wants us to do is a blessing. You may not be in the same position that you were a month or so or a year or so ago, but I'm here to tell you today is a day you can change it and understand that every step you take towards God is a blessing in your life. How many are with me there? There's no sense going back. Why? Because we are his children. He's the one that takes care of us. He's the one that establishes our steps. He's the one that gives us strength when we need it. He's the one that understands our weaknesses. And when we fall on his altar and we cast all our cares on him, he helps us get up those steps. Why? Because every step is a blessing. The devil wants to tell you that it's not a blessing. The devil wants to keep you uh, uh, small and punified and, and afraid of everything. But I'm here to tell you, God will watch over your steps. God calls you to do something. He's got a job for us to do in this life, in this day, in this place, in this county, in the city, in your neighborhood. And he's going to watch us take a step because every step's a blessing. Come on, Raj, I don't feel that way. You're just trying to hype me up. Yeah, okay. However it works and whatever it does, I'm here to encourage you a little bit. If your faith needs lifted up, you know another thing is the negative news sells. And people are out to sell their channel. They're out to sell their viewers. They're out to sell their magazine. They're out to sell their newspaper. So they're going to put all the negative stuff out there so you can figure out and try to find what interests you. So if you stop being the negative stuff, I'm here to encourage you a little bit and say every day you live for God is a blessing. You could just mark another one off. You can mark another step off. And before you know it, 2,909 steps is nothing with God. He'll take you to another place and there'll be another issue. There'll be another thing for us to overcome. Yes, you're an overcomer, but you've got to have something to overcome in order to be called an overcomer. You can't be an overcomer if there's nothing to overcome. I'm here to tell you God will help you. God will give you strength. God will give you power. God will give you anointing if you just decide to start taking steps with God. Every step's a blessing. Sometimes it is a little fearful because, yeah, we've never been here before. Yeah, kind of still, we still got that little, we still got the little surrender flag on hold, you know. When I wrestled uh, high school, the coach had a towel, white towel wrapped up with tape around it, the medical tape, you know, 
and he always kept it by his chair in the corner just in case he knew you couldn't make it, so we'd throw the towel in. Sometimes we have our little towel and keep it wrapped up just in case. You don't need to throw the towel in on your situation. You need to throw the towel of your life to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm surrendering to you. I'm done fighting. I'm done trying to do it. You, you, can't, you can't live this way on your own. I don't care how macho you think you are. I don't care how many degrees you have or what everybody else is telling you. Come to the conclusion that, Lord, I can't make it without you. And when you come to that conclusion, there's a lot of steps that somebody's going to pick you up and you're going to start going somewhere. Why? Because God loves a broken and a contrite heart. He can work with that. He can't work with stubbornness. He can't work with too, uh, I'm too macho. He can't work with say, well, I'm not ready to go to the all. He can't work with, I don't think I should sing that song. He can't work with somebody that's, that, that's got their mind on what other people think of them. That's how I got the Holy Ghost. That's how I made it with the Lord. I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what's going on in your mind. I don't care if you think that my socks match or my shoes untied or my tie's crooked or whatever or my shirt and tie don't match. I don't care. I don't care if I got baby slob around my jacket. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care what's going on in my life. I care as I'm here to touch God. I'm here to get someplace with God. It doesn't matter. I don't have to look around and see what are they thinking of me? What are they watching me for? Am I making a big mistake? You got to throw all of that stuff out, all of that stuff out. Get rid of that thinking because you got to understand he's here for you. He's in our midst. He's a mighty God today. He's not weak. He can't help us out. He is the way maker. He is the one that steadies my steps. He's the one that I've got to listen to whenever I need something. I got to get to the word of God. Yeah. Whatever that is. He's a way maker, isn't he? Back to John 9. As I said, this whole chapter is on one man's healing. It's the only miracle in the Bible that didn't happen after Jesus had touched somebody. He spoke things. He touched things. He touched lepers. He did all kinds of stuff. This is the only miracle that when he did touch something, didn't happen. And it was meant that way. How many know where I'm going with this? It was meant that way. <clears throat> when you're blind, it's tough to walk. Here's another thing that we played when we were kids. We kind of faked like we were blind. How many's ever done that? Close your eyes. Even to take one step is a, is a blessing for that one person. If you close your eyes right now, everybody just close your eyes. And can imagine getting from where you're at to where your car is without anybody's help. You think you would stub your toe somewhere? Do you think you would fall? Do you think there would be fingerprints all over the wall? Do you think in your mind that you could tell with your eyes closed as to what you're feeling around and where you're at? Hard to do, isn't it? Very hard to do. Verse 1, as we read, and Jesus passed by, he saw the man which was blind from his birth. His disciples asked him, saying, who sinned here, Lord, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Kind of a 
crazy question, isn't it? But, you know, we, we, we kind of look for something to blame, don't we? I remember my grandfather, <coughs> uh, his brother Clarence Cobb was a preacher, Pentecostal preacher. Grandpa played the uh, piano, accordion, that kind of stuff. But he had a strange belief that if you were sick, there was, it was because there was sin in your life somehow. What? Okay, Grandpa. So they're always looking for something to blame, especially nowadays. Nowadays, it's really bad. People want to blame everybody else for stuff, even when you get your hair done. <clears throat> who sinned? And Jesus answered this. He said, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be manifest in him. If there's another item that you should remember about this message is that God is going to get the glory in your life. No matter what. No matter how long it takes. No matter how you're met to live with this or how you are meant to continue to go, or how you are meant to go up all those 2,909 steps, it doesn't matter how long it takes, God's going to get the glory out. And that's what we want. When we want to get glory, things don't happen. When we want to get glory in our situations, that's when things fall apart because it's all wrapped around man. It's all wrapped around humanity. It's all wrapped around how intelligent we are when we're we're, we're nothing without God. When we give him all the glory, when we allow him to get all the praise, when we help praise him and lift him up, that's when God kind of eases our walk. How many know what I'm talking about? He kind of lightens the load a little bit. He kind of lifts up the little burden because we have to remember that we're yoked with him. It's hard when you're not. And you want to find somebody else to blame. God's going to get the glory out of this situation. COVID-19 or not, I believe God's going to get the glory out of this situation. Here's another thing. I look around. I see and I say, oh, man, that's why I opened up with said we're open for business. But I'm here to tell you the church is going to be much stronger because I think we're going to come through this thing like nobody's ever believed it. And why? Because we're going to give God the glory. And when we all get on that same bus, we all get on that same idea and that same thought pattern is that's why I come to this building. That's why I get up on Sunday morning. That's why I take my time out and sacrifice to get here because I want to get into the presence of God and I want to give him glory of my life. Hallelujah. God's going to get the glory, isn't he? must work the works of him that sent me while it's day. The night comes when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. How many believe that? When he thus spoken, he spat on the ground, made clay the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said, unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. We'll get to that. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Mm. Awesome. So, why didn't Jesus just speak the word? Why didn't Jesus just say, you're healed? Why didn't he just look into his eyes that were, who knows, maybe there wasn't any sockets. Or, I don't know. You're healed. Could have done that. Why didn't he just touch his eyes? But that's the answer and the kind of explanation that we want in this kind of a generation that we live in, the microwave generation. We get we get upset if somebody sits too long at the light. Come on! You ever met these people that, that are in the left turn lane, the light's green, but there's no arrow, so they ain't going. 
You ever met anybody like that? Years ago that we were having a yard sale at the church down in Naples and this guy was in front of me at the light and the, you know, you, green means go. Ask my wife, I don't just, t- I lay on the horn till the battery's dead. Wah! Roll the window down. Hey, let's go. What are you waiting for? Clearance from the tower? Let's go. It's green. I'm waiting for the arrow. Come on. <laughs> You guys do that. Just don't get out of the car or the truck. Come on, let's go. I had to late wait through the whole circles again of the light. So they got the arrow. Oh my God, what's wrong with this person? He pulled into the church. I turned my blinker off. <laughs> you know you can use those things too, turn signals. Brother Dan, I'm I'm glad I'm not a law a police officer. I I'd write all the tickets. <laughs> I need another pack of tickets, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but that's what we want. We want stuff like this, don't we? We open an oven, throw in our beans, push it on a minute. We want hot beans. Got to happen. You flick the switch, things don't work. What's wrong here? Come on. We want everything in this microwave age instantaneously, but I'm here to tell you that God doesn't always work like that. There's a thing that's involved called faith. Can you imagine what our faith would be like if God did everything all the time just immediately? I know people that's prayed for years, 27 years for her husband to come to church. Finally happened. 27 years. So we have a need. We come to church, we worship the Lord, we hear the preacher, we come to the altar, and we leave without the miracle. And the devil jumps back on us again and tells us, you see, that church stuff isn't really good. I mean, it doesn't really, see, you're not healed. You see, you're not this. You see, you go to work and same stuff, it doesn't work, so all your prayers are wasteful. That's what he's telling you. When When I'm here today is to lift this up and say it doesn't matter what, I still got 2,908 steps to go if I want to get it to the top. And I've got to understand that every step's a blessing. And so what if I didn't get my healing? So what if it didn't happen yet? So what if God's, I've got to understand God's working. I've got to understand that he is the way maker. I've got to understand that things are in control and God's in control. And the gears of God move slowly. But you know what? Once they line up and once they go and once they move together and connect, there's nobody that reverses all of that stuff. I don't care how good you think you are or how good man is. You don't reverse what God puts together. So I would much rather have a lot of faith, be hurt a lot, you know, be disappointed a lot, but not thrown down, cast down, but not done with. Then know that God's working in my life and God's working situations out. Give me the situation, but give me God. That's what the devil wants us to believe. So going through all of this stuff that we go through now, it's more than just church attendance. You understand? It's a whole lot more than just church attendance. Because now we're at a fight. Now we're in a real spiritual battle. 
Now it's not like what it used to be. It's everybody's got to do it themselves. It's everybody for themselves. It's, yeah, we'll pray with you and pray for you, but you know what? You're the one that improves your relationship with Jesus Christ. Nobody else can do that. I can't kneel down beside you, and you can't repeat after me. That Those kinds of prayers are over with. Now it's down to the nitty-gritty. Now it's down to I'm pouring my heart out. Now it's down to all my cares. Now it's down to all my feelings. Now it's down to the point where, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know if I should take a step or not. i got to feel after you. I've got to look for you, the author and finisher of my faith. It's just you and God. And we can't see. In verse 7, there is a touch. There's also a command. Here's the main point of the message. There's a command to go and wash. In the pool of Shalom. So you're healing... And what you want God to do in your life. Let me, let me say this. Even though you may not have a need for healing, physical healing, or if you have a situation, somehow today, this message, we're all in the same boat. I need the Lord no matter what. I need the Lord no matter what. So what you want God to do for you in your life is all contingent on being obedient to whatever God tells you to do. You didn't hear this blind guy kind of negotiate and say, can't you give me something else to do? Because the need was so great. Do you understand when we get to a need in God and we know that God can help us, it's so great that nothing else matters. Nothing else matters on Sunday morning at 10 minutes to 12 in this building than to touch God and to find out what God wants me to do. Nothing else matters. My pot roast don't matter. The restaurant don't matter. Is it open or not? Do we have to wear that? It doesn't matter. What matters is i got to get a hold of God. What matters is I've got to be obedient to what he's telling me. What matters is I've got to reach to God. What matters is it doesn't matter. Whatever. The main thing, to keep the main thing, the main thing. That'll preach too. So your healing is contingent on being obedient. I'm not the only one either. I'm not the Lone Ranger. I do wear a mask, but it covers my mouth. Ha. Okay. <clears throat> it doesn't matter that we're all in this same boat. We really are. And what God tells you to do may be different from what God tells me to do. But you've got to sort that out. And you can't just let you, you can't just talk to God once a week. Okay, that's a whole nother message too. In 2004, archaeologists located the steps that led to the Pool of Shalom. 740 meters from the temple. What? 740 meters from the temple on the southern part of the old city outside the walls. It's the lower section of the city. So now with all the rain that goes on in the evenings, all the runoff that goes, where do you think in the old city of Jerusalem all the rain would go to the lower section of the city? So the pool of Shalom wasn't nice and pristine. It didn't have people that maintain it. Didn't have somebody out there testing the water, putting in chlorine, all that kind of stuff. Didn't have filter system. It was like a cistern. All the water goes down to the lower section, fills up this pool. 740 meters. It's a little over 800 yards. So Jesus asked this guy or commands him, after he makes clay, mud, and puts it in his eyes, and even if he 
did have some kind of a sight. When you add mud, it makes it worse, doesn't it? Now I really can't see Jesus. Thank you. How many has the Lord touched you and it seems it's worse? It seems matters got kind of worse. I'm the only one. Because the devil works the other stuff because he knows that we, we look at things and observe things and we, we, we make conclusions out of what we see. Huh. 740 meters. So now this guy has got to go from the temple where Jesus touched him with this mud all that way by himself. Did I read somewhere in Scripture that said, hey, disciples, why don't two of you disciples escort this guy to the pool of Shalom? That wasn't in there. Doesn't say that some friends came to his aid. That wasn't in there. All it says is that he went his way. Again, today, when we find out we've got something to do, God touches us, no matter what, no matter how long, we've got this journey to make. And if we want our healing, we want our miracle, it's based on us making the journey to the pool. You understand how scary it can be at some times? You understand why sometimes we get so fearful that we don't want to do anything, that we hide back and we pull away because we don't even know where to step? We understand that, that we need to feel after God and if happily we find him somewhere. I can't see, Jesus, but I need your touch. I can't see, Jesus, but I need you to get me to the pool. He never puts on you more than you can bear. But there's a miracle waiting. There's something going to happen to you if you decide to understand every step that I take is a blessing. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I've got eight football fields to wander through. So this journey begins. Blind, mud cake, eyes in your sockets. And all I've got to go on, or all we've got to go on, is our hearing. Can't see. Here's a point also, is when you come to the Lord, sometimes we lose things. So don't whine about what you lost. Don't whine about your friends that you lost because you now joined the church. Don't whine about the habits that used to kind of make your flesh happy because those things aren't worthless anymore. Why? Because you're heading to the pool and you need what's left and God can use what you've got left to get you to the pool. But my friends, you don't need them. But my co-workers, you don't need them. But my family members, you don't need them. If God sees fit, they'll come back, they'll come back. But what happens is if when we take ourselves and attach them back to the stuff that God took away from or we lost, because there's a new name written in glory, it's going to hold us down. It's going to pull us back. It's going to retard our progress in God. It's going to keep you from getting to the pool. All I've got to go on is hearing and feeling. Romans says, so then faith, let's say faith, cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. You don't think God knows what you've got left? I'm here to tell you he knows exactly what you've got left. I'm here to tell you he knows the hairs on your head after you got out of the shower this morning and some went down the drain. He subtracts that. What makes you think God don't know where you're at? What makes you think that God can't help you when your situation's going on? What makes you think God doesn't know what goes on at school, what goes on in Washington, what goes on at work? 
God knows all of this stuff. So if I've got some kind of a brain, I'm going to get close to God as close as I can get. I'm going to hold on with all that my might is. I'm going to feel after him every chance that I get so that I know my way. I'm going to trust in him that there's a blessing every step that I take. No matter where I go, no matter what's going on, I'm heading to my miracle. I'm heading to something God's got for me. Why? Because I'm holding on to Jesus. Jesus. Hey. Corinthians says, for we walk by faith and not by Why is that? Why, what would our journey with the Lord be if we walk by sight? I'll give you a hint. Just read Psalm 72. Where Asa said, I looked at the prosperity of the wicked, and my foot nigh slipped. I almost lost it, Lord, because my eyes got full of all of their prosperity stuff. And I wondered, why can't I have that? Why can't I be like that? Why can't my life be like that? That's why we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. We walk by, Lord, I don't know what's happening. But I'm pouring my heart out at an altar. I need you, God, no matter what. And it may be a little bit at a time. But I'm going to get there. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. I've got to learn to walk by faith. I've got to have a blind trust in God for every step that I take. How many are with me this morning? I'm about, to, I'm about to wrap this up. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all of thy ways acknowledge him. And what? He shall direct thy paths. How do, I, how do I know? Because I'm listening to God's voice. I'm in his word. I'm listening to the preaching. I'm listening in prayer so he can direct my paths. No, Raj, don't go there. Go over here. And sometimes we can help a little bit, I guess, on the sidelines. You ever seen those races that you can't help them? but you can scream at them on the side. No, let's go, let's go. And there's a cheering section, you know, and they can't, and they're falling down, and you can't help them. You can't pick them up. You can't touch them because you're disqualified. I'm thankful for all of my friends and all of my, my family members that helped me along, helped you along. But I'm so thankful to God that I never gave up and I said, this is just too much. Check out. Being a Christian is not for sissies. You got to be tough. Job 23, 8 through 10, behold, I go forward. He's not there. And I go backwards, but I can't perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I can't see him. But he knows the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall be forth as gold. So don't think God has left you, even though it may seem that way. And here's another thing. I don't think that, personally, I don't think that, I can walk with God if we first haven't done this number. If we first haven't been called to do something. If we first have lost a lot of stuff. If we first are a broken and contrite spirit. And God wants to bring us somewhere that we've got to have faith. That I can't walk with God every day in an upright day with all my armor on. I First of all, I've got to do this number and say, Lord, help me. Tell me this blind man in John 9 didn't fall down the stairs. Tell me he didn't go down the side of the wall. It took him all day. It doesn't say how long it took him, but it took him a while 
could go 740 meters. <coughs> I don't have COVID. Just in case. He knows the way I take. Musicians, if you come, <coughs> let's say every step's a blessing. Sometimes the devil will tell you, you haven't taken a step, Raj. Yeah, I have. The place that I work now, that's a whole other story. I won't get into, that's another hour story. But it's different because now when I come down, <clears throat> and I've been in church all my life, but it's something when you learn an old uh, lesson that you apply it to today to where we live today that it doesn't matter who's around it doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter anything what matters is I'm connecting with God and when you open yourself up totally when you had it when you're broken so much when it hurts so bad that it doesn't matter who's watching. You've got to get in touch with God. That's when I got the Holy Ghost. I started playing around, and I thought, well, I might as well jump on, jump in the pool here. So when I got to the point at an altar, I still wasn't getting anywhere, but when I said it in my mind that I'm here to get in touch with God, all of that stuff went away, and it was just him and I. Got to learn to walk by faith. When it hurts bad enough, you don't care what you've got to do or who's around you to watch. When your blindness has taken its toll and you just can't live with your life anymore, it doesn't matter what you look like going down the road. It doesn't matter what you put your hands on. Got to find a pool. doesn't matter how long it takes you. These elderly people used to drive me crazy. They walk so slow. And they're walkers, you know, and they get in the hallway, double up so you can't pass them. Got no horn. Hurry up. And I, what I do now is I watch their steps. Some of them are lucky they move their legs six inches but they're taking a step. So don't let the devil tell you you haven't taken a step. Every step's a blessing, even if it's a half a step. Even, even if your, your step's going to take you a little longer to get to that pool, you're still making progress. That's the main thing is I've still got to make progress with God. And you know how I found out that I make the best progress? is the more of myself I cut and separate from, the more of life I just set aside, the more the time, the more the stuff I get away from, the more of, of Roger's life and Roger's agenda I get away from, that's when I make the bigger steps. Stand with me. I'm, I'm finished today. I hope I've helped somebody today. When it hurts bad enough, no matter what, you've got to make it. But you do have to go at this alone. It's another lesson you got to learn out of this. So nobody can help you. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, it's hurtful. But you've got to do it all by yourself. No one can do it for you because it's your eyes. It's your miracle. And it's what God has asked you to do. I wrote down here childbirth. What do you know about childbirth? I have three children. This one here. He took the longest. He had the most pain. I felt it, but it wasn't it wasn't my pain. Do you understand guys what I'm saying? 
It's not my pain. But this is our son. <laughs> so when people go through things that, that, that God's got for them to do, I can, can help you somewhat, but you've still got to wrestle with the pain. say every step's a blessing. Psalm 37, 23 through 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. We got to trust the Lord and take a step, right? Every day, every time. Praise God. Let's sing our song. Hair on our head. 
magnify the Lord. Can we give him praise? Can we thank him for his grace, his mercy? Thank him for his love. Thank him for his hand that holds on to us. Hallelujah, Jesus, we give you praise. Amen. Every step is a blessing. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes you step in the mud. Sometimes you, out of random, just take a step and you roll your ankle. Sometimes you step in the grass and sometimes you step on a crack. But I think the majority of our steps are, are fairly well. They're good steps. But every now and again, there's just, just something on the sidewalk that you step in and you may not see it. You step in bubble gum or whatever. But as long as we uh, keep on moving forward, that's the, that's the main point. We're not going to let a piece of bubble gum keep us from where God wants us to go. We're not going to let a, 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 a slip or a crack keep us from where God's trying to take us because whatever God has is there at the pool is greater than my situation right now. And deliverance is there waiting. Healing is there waiting. And we just got to get to where God is trying to meet us. Amen. And we can keep on going. And so and sometimes, sometimes we step and we fall, but uh, that's what... We have the body of Christ here for to encourage us, help each other out, lift each other up. And sometimes uh, we are making that walk all alone, but sometimes we have our friends there to help us, carry us along the way. And when we are alone, we still have God there with us, with his hand reaching down for us. Amen. Amen. We are blessed that God knows us and he knows the way that we take, but we want to continue following. Amen. In those footsteps. Amen. 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 Before we're dismissed. Um, I want to have, if Brother Khan can come out here, I know he's, uh, he's eyeing those boxes. Uh, we'll get to the boxes in a second, but uh, for Brother Khan, if you want to come down here, we want to, uh, we want to honor Brother Khan. Uh, he, he does so much for the church, and his fingerprints literally are probably on every inch of this building. Amen. He's a board member, faithful man of God. Amen. But well, we want to we want to honor him today for his his years of service uh, as the the men's director. I can't remember how many years it's been, but it's been a while. Um, I would have got you flowers, but probably wouldn't want that. But um, man, he is uh, he's been faithful and he still is. And please pray for him these next few months. We're getting ready to do a lot of stuff around this building, renovations and stuff, and so a lot of stress and a lot of things are happening. So. Please continue uh, to keep Brother Khan in your prayers and his wife. She just lost her mother this past week. So uh, the family needs prayer and God to guide them uh, these next few months and through all of this. Amen. And we want to give them praise. Why don't we just do that right now as we close out? Why don't we, why don't we just lift up the cons before the Lord today? Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you for this time and this opportunity, Lord, that you can bless us, God. We pray your hand be upon Brother Khan, Sister Khan. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over their lives, their minds, their hearts, their bodies. Continue to order their steps. Strengthen them, God. Be with them each and every day, every step of the way. We thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do in their lives. We give you the praise and the glory. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. We give you the praise. Thank you, Brother Khan. Amen. And to, to address those boxes out there, uh, I want to thank Brother and Sister uh, Barker. They helped us stumble upon these. Um, they know people. Uh, and so, you know, don't, don't uh, cast them aside. They know people. So, as you can see, they know people. So, um, thank you for uh, helping to open this door. Um, and there's a bunch of, basically inside each box, there's four little cartons of, there's, there's uh, apples, there's sweet potatoes, there's onions or jalapenos, whatever. Uh, whatever's in the box is a surprise, I guess. But basically, we've been blessed with these many boxes, and so uh, we want to be a blessing to our friends, our family, our neighbors, anyone we can can, uh, so we can uh, you can take some for yourself and, and give some to somebody else. But um, God's opening this door, and we'll see how long it's open. But we want to we want to be a blessing. God's blessing us, and so we want to be a blessing to others. And so I encourage you to take a box. Uh, take it home, give it to somebody, bless somebody with it. And if we get rid of all the boxes, we can get some more boxes. 
So uh, we don't want to leave here without a box here, left here. Take them all because we can get some, we'll maybe get some more this week, okay? And so thank you uh, for coming and uh, be sure to go out and be a blessing. Every step is a blessing. God bless you all. You're dismissed today in Jesus' name.